oh please, I couldn't care about your T's and C's. I'm J to the M to the E, I make G-R-I-M to the E. I make you bump your head to the beat from the SW to the N to the E. Bear M to the C, sport they can swim with the sharks until they enter the sea. Blue cool, they got N to the G, footsie, D to the E to the E. I show bare love like I to the E, been like this from my end to the scene. Yeah, grind, I rep to the T, 140, yeah, I kept to the beat. If you want a bad boy grind remix, then just give me or skip to the P. Say, you hype too much, but I don't see you fight. What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast. I am the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see. All-American Chelsea, what's going on? It's your boy Christian coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida in the good old U.S. of A. What's going on? What's going on? I had to start up uh, today's podcast with 96 fuckeries by the homie JME, which it was like, I don't know why I would have been, I was, I was surprised by it, but it was like kind of like, like, oh shit, he's the brother of Skepta. Like, I've been a big fan of both of them at the same time time without knowing shit i'm hearing myself that's weird it's always weird when you hear yourself talk but i've been a fan of the both of them for a minute now and i just found out the other day that they were both brothers that's that's kind of dope no wonder i'm like they they collab a lot they're fucking brothers so what's going on everybody um I had to like like I had to like I had my mind blown today. Uh just like I had a whole like what a little you know how I like to come at you with an intro or whatever and um I had it already kind of an idea what I was going what I was going to say but I saw something that kind of like was just like what the hell? So apparently on Twitter there is not apparently on Twitter. On Twitter, people are talking about there was a there's a video by Puma that it's in the studio with I don't know who the gentleman's name is. He's a singer, great voice or whatever. Um, and then it's Lukaku talking about his trial and tribulations, uh, growing up, uh, to become a footballer, and it's an ad for Puma. So. I've I've been reading people talking about this, and then along with it, that Lukaku, then the memes started coming with you know Lukaku is now turned to rapping because he can't play ball anymore, whatever. So I um I think I'm too low. I think I'm too low. I th- I'm gonna turn it up a little bit. I should be better now. I should be better. Okay, so a little bit better. Anyways, so the memes started coming. So I didn't know. I saw the picture of the memes. I'm like, oh shit, Lukaku did a song. So I go on YouTube and I type Lukaku rapping. And I am met with this video. And if you haven't seen the video, just type in Lukaku rapping on YouTube and you'll get this video, which is this. He's in the booth looking at his phone. Here we go. Uh huh. Yeah. Mama! So the title of the video is Lukaku. What is it? The title of the video is Lukaku Hot Rap Freestyle in the Studio. Capital letters. Wow. It has 421 views. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> ah! Ah! 
no, how come nobody's pointing this out? Like, how do you guys not know that one? Why is he using a phone? Why is he using a phone? Why is he reading his lyrics off a phone? Two, why is he using his phone to remember the lyrics of a song that came out 22 years ago on a classic fucking album called Reasonable Doubt by none other than Sean Carter, a.k.a. J motherfucking Z. Does anybody, is anybody realizing that he's just uh, doing a karaoke to the evils? Don't believe me, you say. Okay, watch this. Did Lukaku bite Jay-Z? Uh, did Jay-Z bite Lukaku? On these mean streets. We all trying to win. You know he's trying to get you touched. I couldn't. I, it, yo, this shocked me to the core. Shocked me to the core that people are not realizing that that's Jay-Z's song. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't freaking believe it. Unfucking believable. It threw me off my game, people. It threw me off my game. It threw me off my game. I don't know if people are trolling. I don't know what the hell is going on. But I'm not seeing enough people on Twitter, on YouTube saying, yo, off a reasonable doubt. This is like literally one of my favorite songs of all time. That's one of the songs that anybody asks, like, oh, who's the best, one of the best rappers of all time? Like, who's the best, who's the best, who's the best? That's one of the songs that I point to from Jay-Z's catalog. The Evils, The Evils, D, uh, comma, apostrophe, Evils. Reasonable doubt. That's one of the songs. Threw me off my game. Threw me off my game, ladies and gentlemen. Threw me off my fucking game. I have no idea what I was going to talk about after I saw that. No idea. <sighs> Anyways, I'm going to cut the intro short because your boy is I'm supposed to be playing soccer. I'm playing soccer tonight. And I got to go run, do a couple of errands before I go to play. But anyways, so on today's episode of the podcast, I have the homie... From the Twitter handle Worldwide Shells, um, we have a great conversation. This man is a good dude. Ever since uh, this is the, actually the second time he's supposed to be the, he's been on the podcast before. However, on that time it was super, 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 super early into the All American Chelsea podcast, and I was having audio issues. The way that I was recording before wasn't very efficient. If I didn't click this, if I didn't put that. The podcast wouldn't record, and I lost a f- two podcasts. Two podcasts? I lost two podcasts because of it. And he, f- we finally, after going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, uh, with his schedule aligning with my schedule, we finally linked up, and we got him on the show. Um, and we have a great conversation. It's just a great conversation. And, like, I wish we didn't agree on so many things. I wish we didn't agree. When it comes to Chelsea, I wish we didn't agree, but he and I agree on so many fucking things. It's not even funny. He's just a good dude. He's such a good dude. So, anyways, here is the interview with the homie Worldwide Chels. Um, We talk a little Tottenham. We talk Morata. We talk the squad. And I really think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I'll catch you on the back end. Later. We sure this. We sure this gonna be cool, yeah. <laughs> now this one, yo. After, all right, all right, hold on. All right, three, two, one. All right, I'm here with my man, Worldwide Chills. Worldwide Chills, the man, the myth, the legend behind the famous, the legendary, one of the best Instagram Chelsea in uh, Instagram Twitter accounts on Twitter, um, within the Chelsea. Uh, Within the Chelsea mean- environment, bro. Like I, I think, like <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. 
there's we both know that there's larger Twitter accounts. Not may not be f- much larger, but there are larger by number Twitter accounts. But I will say this: that in my opinion, in my opinion, out of all the huge Twitter accounts, yours is the one where I actually feel like there's a person behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, like every you know these larger Twitter. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like I, I, yeah, I, I feel know, like there's I a person there. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You're, you're saying that I'm not as generic as most accounts that tweet the same robotic kind of tweets, you know, your same kind of boring tweets that get numbers. Um, interactions is key for both of us, as we both know, discussing. And, yeah, obviously, thank you for, you know, your intro. I appreciate it. Um, and obviously, thank you for the support recently that you've given me. Uh, you know, I fell off a bit off Twitter, wanted to sell my account. You spoke to me legitly, saying keep it. Also, the racing uh, video as well. Shout out to you for that as well. And obviously, first of all, shout out to everyone in America. I've actually got some decent followers from there. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everyone as well, man. But yeah, I'm interested. I'm very excited about this podcast, man. Thanks, yeah, man. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, your uh, your family, you're welcome anytime. And officially, this is your second time on the podcast. However, this will be the first time the listeners will actually hear you on the podcast seeing that there was audio uh there was audio issues on the first uh recording of the podcast and after that episode i went out and i changed everything up i got all brand new equipment everything brand new so it would never ever ever happen again and uh my man it's it's good to have this one be the first one out so let's get into it um, I wanted to bring up a specific topic with you because you and I share the opinion of this player on our team, on our squad, that it's very, very, very controversial. And I'm talking about none other than Alvaro Morata. You and I, I love you. You, you and I, you and I both are positive on him. We, we recognize his faults, but, but. But we're both positive on him. I, I, I do believe he, come, he can come good. Um, but I wanted to get you on because how do you... Did you see the video of his miss yesterday with Spain? That's been making its rounds? Yes. I think it's very uh, basic opinions that everyone has given. Uh, you know, watching it on video is very easy to judge that he missed an open goal like, like it was easy. But I think in real life, it was actually quite straight at him. You know, uh, obviously, he definitely should have scored. But I kind of understand the situation. You know, it happens in real life to anyone, Yeah. basically. Like, in real life, it's a lot different to what you see on camera. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel bad for the man. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel bad for the man in the sense of not, not like, you know, oh, it's so easy to say, oh, he's making hundreds of millions of dollars. He's making so much money. He's, you know, he's a robot. He should score every time. That's easy to say. At the end of the day, the man's a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody's entitled to have a bad day at work. And I always feel bad. I always feel bad um, for people when they have negative energy um, behind them. They have negative um, negative momentum behind them. And then, like... They can't, it feels like you can't do anything right. Like you're you're just stuck in this negative cycle. And I feel like that's like, I feel for the man. Like I feel for him. Everything he does wrong is magnified. So I wanted to ask you, since you are like me of the opinion that he can't come good and you have been to the matches, talk to me. Like, can he come good or is it he just, he's, like everybody says, a lost cause. Like, what have you seen at the mat from him at the matches you have been? First of all, what I want to say is, I think people have prejudged him before he came about comparing him to your Drogba's, your Costas, completely different personality, completely different player, um, and that's why the, 
you know, the start of the negativity cycle that you're talking about has, you know, sunk in initially. And, you know, when he first joined, he was actually on decent form, personally. Uh, he scored against United, that fantastic header. And he suffered a lot of injuries. Um, like you said, he's a human being. And uh, these players get millions. People say, oh, pay me a million and, you know, I can score goals and all this nonsense. Like, it's not like that. Like, the guy literally suffered injuries, serious injuries, that he still forced himself to play when he should have rested. Um, you know, under Conte, it was everyone was poor uh, and we expected so much from him. And, you know, this season, I've been to some games um, and what I'd like to say is it's very different from watching online. When you're watching online, you're watching... The, where the ball's going and the players around and everything. When you're in person, the real analysts that look... I, I've actually learned this from Nini FC. I'm, I won't even lie to you. So shout out to Blue Lions. The first thing I... When I spoke to him two or three years ago, the first thing he said to me is, watch the players off the ball. Watch their movement. What do they do? Why are they moving one step ahead of where the ball is in midfield? So for example, your Morata. You know, last game, he didn't do it well because he was offside so many times. But his actual movement is brilliant, in my opinion. But I think Sarri's football doesn't take into consideration his strengths. Uh, we are very direct. And his link-up play with, for example, Hazard and Kovacic and your Barkley and, you know, your Alonso, it's not as strong. Um, and that's why people are picking out, like you said. And... It's, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, you're thinking, why isn't he scoring every game and stuff? And his confidence has improved recently. He's in recent good form. And the first thing he needs to do is he needs to keep it consistent. Whether he scores once every game or once every two games, he needs to start scoring more. He just needs one chance and he needs to take it. I do agree with some comments about how he kicks the ball is a bit awkward. I have seen it is a bit weird. but you know, every goal scorer is different. Like the way they play, the way they want to, like you know, shoot and stuff. For me, he just has to be more consistent, and he needs to keep his head down and take his time. And you know, all he needs one one chance to score. He just needs to take that chance. Whether it's once a game, once every two games, three games, he just needs to be consistent in the score and not go on a drought. Just for his confidence. But I agree. You know, at this rate, I don't see him becoming like a drug ball goal scorer or Costa goal scorer who we can rely on. But I do also blame the players around him, obviously, except Hazard, because, you know, the wingers haven't scored as much. Let's be honest now. Um, and the way we actually create chances hasn't been there. Like your nil-nil draws, frustrating. Like so many draws that we've had this season should have been wins. We should be up there with City. But we've actually not been up there because of so many problems, starting from midfield, starting from the wing backs. You know, I can say Aspilicueta in the final third isn't good enough for me when he's passing the ball. I can say in midfield we can't open up because we're controlling too much possession. I can say we rely too much on Hazard that we expect him to do something. That when he doesn't, we blame him for under under par performance. So you know, everyone has to take a, like some blame but I do not like this scapegoating of Murata and I do agree he's diving he's uh, you know going on the floor easy you know these things do not help the situation which he needs to prove on but I still believe he can change you know his Chelsea career into positive this season you know he's only one goal behind Harry Kane personally that's still a good achievement so far because he's won golden boot for the last two or three years so he just needs to be more consistent. I know everyone says that, or oh, he has chances and he misses sitters and stuff like that. But yeah, I still feel, you know, coming back from the international break, I think he will score against Tottenham. I think he will start. And yeah, I still believe in him. I called him for him to join. I didn't want Lukaku personally. And yeah, I always stick by the guy. I didn't agree with the hate yesterday. Um, and yeah, sorry for talking so much, but I had to let it all out. Man. <laughs> no, it's all good. And and I, and again, you and I agree, and I think everybody will agree. Listen, these guys are professionals. They're not robots. They're humans. Everybody, you, I, everybody listening to this, every human breathing, 
is not doing everything a hundred percent perfect to in in and and not live in their life with at least something that they can improve on. Whether, you know, it could be the smallest little thing or huge things. We're all humans. There's some, th- there's some aspects of our life that we can improve on. And these guys are no different. Our squad is no different. Eden Hazard, as amazing as he is, has something to improve on. So, I've, that goes, you know, it goes without saying that's oh, shit. It does. I, what I'm trying to say is that goes for Maranta too. So, but I, I, I just see an athlete there. And I see an athlete that, man, if we could only fix what's between his ears, we'd be okay. We could be okay if we could only fix, you know, him being slightly more aggressive, him showing more effort. Like, if we could only get a 15% improvement out of him, we'd be better. And and he, it, it, I just feel for the guy because he looks like a good guy. He looks like a nice guy, and you know I feel for him, man. I I really do. I really do. Having said that, do we give him a chance next year? Oof. Oof. <laughs> do we go? Do we give him one more year? Unreal. Unreal. Um. Oh, where do I start with this, man? Where do I start with this? I honestly... F- the reason why I, f- I say he, he should be here next season is because I do not trust the Chelsea board whatsoever. I do not trust that they can bring in additions that are top players for the top prices. And we only spend money when we have to replace players. So, you know, you're called 12 for keeper, Kepa, sorry. Um, you know, Diego Costa left, we bought Murata. Like, we didn't... When the last previous managers won the Premier League, there was no additions made. They were all replaced players. So when Matic left, it was Bakioko in. So for me, you know, people talking about um, Icardi, uh, you know, Fekir, these are all dream signings, don't you think? And... Realistically, none of them are coming. Like, let's be honest, we couldn't sign Sandro, we couldn't sign Stones, we couldn't sign Kulibali, we couldn't sign Nanagon, even though we signed Kante, who was better for me. But we ended up with Marcus Alonso, David Luiz, and they won us the league, where, yeah, it's nice winning the league, but I want to be consistent in the Champions League. I want to be challenging in the semis to the finals, you know. I want to be in that era of the old guard, you know, your Lampard, your Ashley Cole, your Drogba's, you know, where there were Terry's that were, you know, were in the Champions League semi-finals for the like nine years out of eleven. Like, for me, I missed that error, and I don't see that happening. Like, we're lucky to have Hazard and Kante, but there's no players around them that can help them. You know, achieve that again. Jorginho is probably the next player up there, but yep. you know, Marx Alonso, like, offensively, he's fantastic. Goal scorer, free kick specialist. You know. Brilliant. But defensively, I'm not too keen on him. As for Lecrae, like I said, final ball, not for me, but passion-wise, 100% warrior. You know, he played left-back, centre-back, now right-back. He can defend. You know, obviously, recently, he's been off form. However, you know, over the years, he's been brilliant. So, Rudigan Luiz, is that the best centre-back pair we can have right now? No, it's not. I think we can definitely strengthen that. But Rudiger, for me, has been quality, which I'm sure you'll be touching on very soon. And, you know, the future of Chelsea, I don't know, it just seems short-based. Win the league, that's it. Get your 90 million a year, 45 million a year, whatever it is, prize money, and we go again. We come third, fourth, fifth, and then we get a new manager and, and then go for the league again. Yeah. <laughs> So when you talk about Murata staying next year, yeah, I do see him staying next year because I don't see Chelsea spending on a striker ever again in the next three or four years. Um, and if Giroud goes, it'll probably be Hazard coming in the middle like a Mertens for sorry, or you know maybe Mitchy Batshuayi coming back on loan, something like they've always been alternative. And 
But believe me, don't guys, whoever's listening to this, don't get your dreams, your hopes up about you know new players coming because players will only come in if we sell. Yeah, more words on that. I'll eat my words if it ever changes. But in the last three or four years, it has not changed. You're hundred percent correct. You couldn't, you and I couldn't be, you know, as sh- we couldn't be closer in our opinions on this topic than where we're at right now because i i do agree fakir uh there's now this story about christian pulisic uh who is it icardi uh all these names they're nice on paper yeah i like i like the fact that we're linked with these names but i just can't see us signing us these guys at all I mean, look how long it took. I right now I'm 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 on my computer, I'm on my laptop, and I'm dual screen. And on my second screen, I have a picture of Fernando Torres. It rotates. It's it's there's a big collect it's Fernando Torres. How long did we have Fernando Torres on our squad before we got rid of him? He he was on the squad for <laughs> years. Years. For, what four years? Yeah, four years. Four huh? years. And what did it take? It took him at the end, it was we bought Diego Costa, then we loaned out Torres to AC Milan, and it's fun for three years. Yeah, and then they ended. Something ended up happening. It was just like a shuffle of papers, and all of a sudden, now he's at he's at uh uh Atletico Madrid. So you know, and it is funny though. It is funny that that one of the names that are popping up. Uh, one of the clubs that are popping up for a landing spot for Morata is now AC Milan. So, and it's same with Fabregas. It seems like that's our dumping ground. Yeah, send them to Milan. Milan, Milan, Milan will take them. <laughs> uh, who's going to take them? I don't know. Milan will take them. They take everybody. So, <laughs> give us Bakayoko. <laughs> they wanted Bakayoko. Don't say anything, guys. <laughs> they wanted him. But it's, it's just, I just it, it, what bothers me with the board. And everybody who's listened to this podcast knows my feelings with the board. It's it's a crime. It's a crime for them not to recognize how close we are to being elite. Our squad needs at most, at most, two legit, legit world-class caliber signings. Yes. And yes. we would be a top, top, top club in Europe. We need a right winger, and then I'll let you decide if we need a right back, if we need whatever position. All I know is that we need a right winger and one more guy. Whether you want to put that guy at right back, whether you want to put that guy at striker, whether you want to put him in the mid, wherever you want to put him is fine by me. Just leave me alone. Leave my left winger alone. Don't don't look over there and leave my, my, my uh, midfielder on the right. And Golo Kante, don't touch them, but you can put that other guy wherever you want, and it's fine by me. But it's a crime that our board doesn't see that and go forward because it's not like the investment in the squad will go, you know, it's not like you're throwing money in the wind. If these guys go yeah. far, they will go, they will go far in the Champions League. The further you go in the Champions League, the more money your team earns. The more money your team earns, the more possibilities you have to sign these corporate uh, uh, sponsorship deals and bring in more money to the club. It's, it's, it, it seems pretty simple. I'm sure there's a lot of nuance and intricacies within that, but it seems pretty simple, if you ask me. So I just, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. So I, I, I don't know. how. I mean, where would you... You, you you feel like our center back pairing needs to be strengthened. I'm a huge fan of Rudiger. I love Rudiger. I love the toughness. Yeah. Rudiger is about the shit. Anything that's going on, there's any drama on the field, Rudiger's the first guy there to 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 to, to back up his fellow players to go into uh in, to go into the tunnel. Mourinho was he was doing that bullshit. Where was Rudiger? He was right there. Rudiger was the first dude that showed up. I think he sprinted from one side of the field to another, and he was the first guy there. Yeah. 
So you feel like the center back pairing could be improved on? Could it be improved on what we have on long, our squad? Long, long term. Long term, it can be improved on because I... A bit controversial, but I don't think Christensen is the right answer to take that Oof. position, personally. Um, a lot of people won't like the truth. The hot take is coming uh, in. Hold on, boy. The hot take is coming in. Hold on to your seats. Here comes a hot take. Hit me with it. I, uh, I've kept this opinion for a bit of a long time now. Last season, the three games, Man City, Man United, Barcelona, Christensen, mistakes after mistakes. And it's not making two or three mistakes a game. It's that vital mistake he makes per game which led to goals that led to us losing that led to us you know possibly not qualifying against Barcelona because I'm telling you now that home game against Barcelona last year under Conte that the players weren't even playing for that game they turn up William even turned up yeah, yeah? William yeah he turned up he hit the post twice yeah and he scored he could have had a hat trick that game and they scored a lucky goal their first shot on target, I believe it was. And I would never forget that game because I had the best seat ever in my experienced life. I had the best seat next to the corner flag. I saw everything proper. And for me, those three games summed it up like, okay, he's young, he can still learn. But if Sorry can see that he's not ready, I'm sorry, it says enough. Because David Luiz, his intelligence was called out today by Sorry as very special. Um, that how he knows how to adapt to certain things quickly on the pitch. But we all know he can make a silly mistake. It's in him, naturally. And long-term, his age doesn't help. Yeah. And right now, Rudiger is the only one that can rely on. Gary Cahill, I'm sorry. He's not good enough, but I need him in the dressing room for leadership, for past experience, learning from John Terry, etc., I still believe he should be there. Maybe not playing, but he should be there regardless in the dressing room. And Purdue, you know, let's be honest, he's not going to be playing for at least another one or two years before we even look at anything regular. The only thing I can see happen is playing cup games, maybe 15, 20 minutes, 10 minutes towards the end of the game uh, in the Premier League or seeing out a game. That's what I can see. So Christensen is the most realistic option that you can put St. Louis, but as you know, even his father is talking a lot. It just shows mm. that Sarri is not interested in the player in becoming first team. He's got his first two players, Louise and Rudiger. But what do you think of Louise yourself? I think he's good. I think he's improved since the beginning of the season, personally. But he's not for the long term. No. And, you know, I, I don't want to sell Christensen. I don't want to, but I don't think he's ready to be number one. No. Um I I love Andres Christensen. Andreas Christensen, I love him. Um I'm I'm a big fan of his. And I, I feel like our center backs, once we move on from Gary Cahill, is a very, very, very healthy and strong group. That the, I feel like that's one of our strongest positions. Um, within the entire squad, that in in midfield, yeah, I'll let you guys, you know, I'll let everybody else decide who's what positions, what group is better than the other. I, I don't care, but both are one and two, if you ask me. Um, I feel like I, I'm a David Luiz fan first and foremost. Um, and going back to when he first got to the club, I mean, even going into FIFA. When he first got to the club, David Luiz was a nightmare to play against on FIFA. And I used to terrorize people left and right on Xbox with, with, with Chelsea. because And David Luiz was the person giving those nightmares. Um, but he's not. His age, his age already puts him at a short-term answer. So who's the next guy? Well, we got one of them. We got one. Yeah. We got Rudiger. And we got two guys that realistically that are battling it out. Well, I mean, two guys realistically and one guy, a possibility that's battling it out for that second spot. And it, that is yeah. the two guys is Zuma because he comes back from loan this summer and Christensen. 
And the unrealistic possibility maybe out there is Ake. He's he's another dude. Nah. I mean, but I mean, but but I don't. Again, there's a lot of there's money that has to exchange hands, this, that, or the other. But if the possibility is there, whether if we want to trigger it or not, but those two guys in in and honestly, I don't know which one is better for a club. I really don't. I really don't. Christians is probably better. Christians is probably better, especially for sorry, bro. Um, I think he can, uh, you know, hold the ball up and pass it in small spaces. I don't think Zuma can better than him. Yeah. I don't think he can. Yeah, I, I so feel like I Zuma, see... Zuma's the better athlete yeah. out of the two, but Christensen's the yes. better footballer. Yes. But th- here's my here's my biggest problem when it comes to Christensen, when it comes to the youth, with Christensen and with Ruben Loftus-Cheek. With the two, because they're similar, their situations are both very, very similar. It's the way that they're going about it. Um, in comparison to somebody like Ross Barkley, Christensen, what what does Christensen need to do to break into the first team squad on a consistent basis? He needs to be a better passer out the back. Well, it's not like he's only getting to play. He's, or whatever the skill, whatever Sari's asking him for. He's got to do whatever Sari's asking him. So, just basic. Yeah, which is, just with basic. the basics. What, and we don't know. Nobody officially knows what Sari's telling this man behind closed doors. But I, I'm, I'm here to say that whatever it is, he's not doing. Now, when he plays in the Europa League, he, it, there's a, it doesn't look like what David Luiz is doing. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't... David Luiz, you see him in the Premier League, you see him bring the ball forward, you see him passing it, him and Rudiger. When I'm watching the Europa League, I don't see any of that. It seems like they get... Both squads get two 100% different instructions. And you have somebody in, in, in Ross Barkley that we can, ha- we can criticize whatever we want to criticize about his play. But the man went about earning his spot and earning a right to be involved in the conversation the right way. And that's by not going to the media or not your parents going to the media and saying, oh, my son, my son, or whatever, you speaking up. Shut up and do what you're told and elevate your game. Whether we agree that he has elevated his game to the point where he is a, a should start or get more playing time over Ruben over Kovacic, it does. It's not up to us. It's up to Sorry. And Sorry told him, "Yo, I need you to do X, Y, and Z." And apparently, Barkley is doing X, Y, and Z because he keeps getting playing time. And my logic tells me, Christensen, whatever X, Y, and Z is, he's not doing it better than David Luiz. He's not. You know what I'm saying? And I like the kid, and I feel like, I feel like another thing too. Yo, chill, relax. I understand you're young and you need to play, but relax. You're getting playing time in Europa League. Relax. You got a guy ahead of you that mandatory, not mandatory, but time is against him. If you just chill, you could be at Chelsea. Within a year or two, you keep improving your game. Within a year or two, you could be Varane. How long did Varane sit on the bench at Real Madrid? It felt like I've, I'm not, again, I, I'll be the first one to raise my hand. I don't watch La Liga. So my, my, my uh, familiarity with their squad and with the club is purely based, uh, a majority of it is based off of the big uh, uh, El Clasico games and FIFA. But I've been seeing Rafael Varane's name on that squad for years. For it feels like forever in FIFA. And now look at him. He's he's the starter next to Ramos. Is he not? He could be in a potential uh, Ballon d'Or top three. Apparently. And when Ramos retires, who's the one that's gonna take over and be the guy? Varane. He is. Varane has been there since Mourinho was with Real Madrid. Now that I'm starting, now now my memory's starting to work. He's been there since Mourinho was there. Mourinho got him to Real Madrid, if I'm not mistaken. 
And if it wasn't Mourinho, it was it was what Ancelotti right after him? Wasn't it? Yeah. So it was Ancelotti. But he's been there forever. He's been there forever. What, what, what? Christensen, chill. Even even if David Luiz takes a year and a half, two years, the man's getting older. You're only you're still ascending. He's descending. It's only a matter of time before you're gonna beat him out. Cheese. Cheese. Easily and decent. Cheese. Chill. All American with that with that great vocab. <laughs> Excel. Back to Excel skills. Bro, just chill. <clears throat> just relax. You'll be the starter. Relax. Mm. Keep improving your game. Keep playing your rubble league. Now, it'd be one thing if he was, let's say, Ampadu, where Ampadu's getting zero playing time in the squad. In any squad, in any competition. That's one thing. And yeah, but sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. The reason why Christensen doesn't wait like that is because he's been on loan for many years and he's learned the actual game. And Chelsea have probably promised him under Conte that he's ready to come back for the first team, which why which is why he was playing initially and now today is how he is. So, you know, when he played abroad in Germany and stuff like that. It's a lot more different to what Ampadu has learned. So I kind of understand Christensen's frustrations, but I'm telling you, his performances last year didn't help him today. Um, and that's why we need to be very skeptical before we compare situations with different players at Ampadu and stuff, because Ampadu's coming from the youth. Absolutely. He's not actually like, he's not actually learned the you know loan system of you know going abroad and coming back and playing Champions League or Europa League or stuff like that. But obviously he looks good enough to play for us like yeah. that. But I can't understand Christensen why he's a bit concerned. But he's not helped himself. Yeah, no, no, no. And I, and I don't mean and I don't mean necessarily that they. they I'm only talking about uh, the. I'm only comparing their playing time. You know what I'm saying? Like if Christensen never yeah. played at all. And he's like, yo, like, I've done everything you've asked me to do. And here I am not playing a single second of meaningful football. I would say, you know what? You're right. But you're playing. You're, you're, the, you're the guy in Europa League. You're getting plenty of playing time. You're playing once. If, if, he, play, if he was in the first team squad playing in the Premier League, how, how often would he play? Once a week. He's already, he's already yeah. playing that. Yeah, okay. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're not playing... You know, in the Premier League against the greatest competition, I get it. No problem. No problem. But if you want to do that, start playing close. Like, start passing the ball. In the Europa League, start distributing the ball, breaking lines. Start doing what David Luiz does. He's an old man. You're a young guy. Beat the old man. Go ahead. Beat him. You should be able to, no? Mm. I mean... If that's my opinion, that's just my opinion. So, yeah. But let me ask you, um, as a man that goes to the game, as a man that's seen football tons of hours this year, what's your prediction for yes. Saturday? Massive game at Wembley, which is apparently I'm getting reports from England, from London, that. They're giving away tickets for the Spurs section for the home fans. They're giving them away. They can't. People, the, the place is empty. The away fans, yeah. Chelsea fans. It's true. We've packed the place already. But Spurs. Yeah, I saw um, Carefree uh, Lewis from 100% yeah. Chelsea. Shout out to the boy. Louis. Shout out to the man. Uh, yeah. Um, I saw him post about it yesterday, which was... Surprising to me, especially for a London derby. It's usually packed out, but I guess Wembley, they can't fill it out. Um, but when I look at it, you know, Tottenham over the years have done well against us at their ground. Um, you know, whether it's against Mourinho, 5-3, whether it's Conte, 2-0, Deli Alli, doubleheader. Uh, some reason, Tottenham do actually turn up against us. Um, but having said that, Having said that, I treat them like a bogey team where we've not done well against them in the past. But I look at teams like Newcastle, exact same problem where we couldn't beat them away from home under Conte, under your Mourinho's, ABB, Ancelotti's, whatever. This year, we beat 
Newcastle. We played sorry ball. We took our time and we beat Newcastle. I'm not saying they're the same opponent or anything, but I kind of sense like there's games where we don't expect to win, but I think we can steal it personally. And I think this is the game that where we have to take our chances. We're going to have limited chances, like two or three only. We have to take it. And they're going to have so many chances and it depends on how we defend. So I see us either drawing or I see a very lucky win, like a 2-1 or 1-0. It's going to be very tight. But I wouldn't be surprised if we don't win, especially from the previous performances where it was just so dull, uh, depressing, frustrating, annoying. Words can't explain how happy I was that gave away the tickets for Everton because I just knew something was up for that game and I, I gave it away yeah. immediately. So I'm happy I didn't even, like, you know, use my tickets. Um, but Tottenham, obviously, I think, you know, William, even William will turn up, in my opinion, <laughs> you know, with his badge that he showed towards them. That's a classic moment. That's right. a classic moment. He's like, yeah, I that got one. one of these. You got one of these? <laughs> you yeah. don't have one so of he's these. basically just... <laughs> He's gonna he's gonna embrace you know he hates Tottenham yep. he's gonna embrace that uh, I think that's the only good thing he's brought to the club in his years but um, it's gonna be tight honestly my brother's he's a Tottenham fan he's <gasps> confident that they will win oh my. Um, my dad's a Tottenham fan oh as well oh my god because <laughs> like, we live in Ed- Edmonton which is five minutes from Tottenham so I live used to live in North London we still got a house there but I moved to East near West Ham so it's a bit of a long journey for me to get to Chelsea games but yeah what are you thinking about the game man I, I'm thinking I'm thinking either like a 1-0 2-1 or a 1-1 draw I'm, I'm I have I have no like I have I've seen very limited uh, Tottenham this year but what I have seen is I've seen I see a, a way for us to beat them I really do like based off of the limited, limited. I I was trying to watch, and I'm still am. It's, today's only Monday. Um, I'm gonna try to watch as much game footage from this year, uh, leading up to the yeah. game, so I can get a better sense. But I have watched some of their games this year. Um, I watched the Liverpool match, and they just yeah. Did they? Did they? Did they struggle against Liverpool? Mm, kind, kind of, of. Kind of. It wasn't that bad. And I think what was it? That Liverpool ended up. Liverpool won the game, but it was. It was. It was. There was an issue. There was an issue uh, with Liverpool. Um, but either way, either way, I feel like I feel like we should get the victory, my man. I feel like we should get the victory. Um, I honestly, I'm looking at this game as the last test before our first real game and that is december 8th versus manchester city i feel like this is the last game that we have as a tune-up uh leading up to that game because if we could somehow some way um pull it off against tottenham um not somehow some way but we, we we perform well against tottenham even though we're coming off an international break um, we perform well against Tottenham. That puts us in a good position, um, a confident position leading up to December eighth, and we'll find out. We'll find out about our club on, you know, this weekend, and then for sure against in that yeah. game. And that's because City. I think I think it's gonna be so hyped, especially I'm going to that game. I can't wait for the <sighs> City game. Uh, that's a game I have to definitely go to. Got tickets for it just about. Um, yeah, like you said, the confidence if we beat Tottenham or get a good result against them yeah. will lead up to whether we can actually challenge City for the title. Obviously, City are definitely favourites and we are nowhere near. But, you know, if we put a dent to the first loss, give them a bit of scare, um, you know, things could change very easily, basically. Uh, we've seen in Europe they've not performed as well as they have in the league. They lost against Leon. Yep. Fakir was on fire that game. Yep. Um, so yeah, anything can happen. But right now, City are eleven out of ten. Yeah. Like they're beyond perfect right now, and we're like seven out of ten, six out yeah. of ten. But we're still unbeaten. Yep. 
um, across all competitions in the top five leagues. So, yep. But yeah, positivity to come for sure. Absolutely. Like content for sure. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> hey, have you noticed when he does when he's on his uh, post match or anytime he's talking? He's, he must have the itchiest nose I've ever seen a human have. Like that, he's constantly scratching at his nose. I don't know if it's a nervous. Only you I'm telling you, watch, watch, and you're not, now you won't be able to unsee it. <laughs> unsee it, yeah, it's because of you, <laughs> dude. Watch, he's constantly scratching his nose and and just like not picking his nose, just scratching it, like rubbing it, like I don't know, my man. I can't imagine that there's anybody listening to this podcast that doesn't already follow you on Twitter. But by the off chance, the off <laughs> chance, by the, by the, by the limit of chances, by, the, by some miracle that they're not, how can they get a hold of you and interact with you on Twitter? Guys, 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 guys. First of all, I don't... You know, obviously, I appreciate plugging my channel, but for me, coming on this podcast is very important to plug out all American CFC on all platforms Twitter, Instagram, everything. Obviously, you can find me on Worldwide Chills, Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, maybe Spotify soon, <laughs> SoundCloud. You know, it's coming soon, maybe. I don't know yet. It's but... coming soon. Don't say maybe, it's happening. It could. It's it under could. wraps. If he, if he it's a secret. By. But let's just say, he, watch yourself because something's happening on Spotify. Yeah. If you come, if you come tune in with my one more often, then I'll do it. That's a deal. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm here to, you know, help your platform out. Um, I'll be definitely sharing this constantly. At least two or three times I'll be sharing it when it comes out. Maybe later on the day maybe the following morning. Um, so all time zones pick it up. You know, everyone that's listening, shout out to you lot, shout out to all the support, shout out to all the Americans, shout out to everyone in Australia, in fact. Like, I got bare followers from that place. I, you know what's so funny? I tweet in the night, like 2 a.m., thinking everyone's asleep in the UK. I tweet, yeah? I get Americans, Australians respond active, yeah? It's, I'm lucky to, like, go to a game in general. I kind of understand why Chelsea have given gifts to America. Uh, a lot of fans were divided about that. Uh, personally, I don't think anything bad of it because, you know, if you live in London and you, you want to go see Chelsea, you go see Chelsea. You know, I don't expect America to come to every single game, travel around the world and, like, you know, come to every game. So... You know, a bit of rude fans in the community, but you, you can't take them into consideration. But in general, most most fan base in Chelsea, brilliant. Um, like I said, I'm two big fans of Americans and Australians. For me, they're the two biggest ones on my Twitter. So, guys, if you're not watching this, watch it while, whilst you shower. Um, sorry, not watch it. Listen whilst you shower. You know, if, if you're on the train, going to work, going to sleep, List to all American CFC, man. I'll be sharing that. And make sure you all follow him, man. I'll be sharing that as well. But like I said, man, thanks for having me on. Everything Worldwide Chills, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, Instagram, SoundCloud, Spotify, easy, most easy, likely. Easy, easy, easy. With, with, but, with the last part. Easy, <laughs> easy. We don't, that's exclusive information. They're, they're not ready for that yet. They're not ready for that yet. Listen, listen all American, all I can say to you is you're the, you're the probably the most efficient guy that's big me up massively on any stream talks or anything i gotta admit the intro was amazing i'm interested to hear outro um <coughs> but yeah the main thing for me is to get your channel out there especially on twitter thanks, yeah thanks, for thanks me, my man. brother thanks my brother um and that's it everybody all right that was the interview with the homie worldwide chels um, guys, if you're not following him on Twitter, please follow him on Twitter. He's a good dude. He's a good follow. Like, like I was saying in the, in the interview that with his, uh, handle, you actually feel like there's somebody there. Um, and not to say like, that's not, I'm not dissing and I, I, like, I'm not 
dissing anybody's uh twitter like i'm not that's what i'm not doing what i'm saying is like he's super interactive if you message him if you dm him he responds back like he answers like you know what i'm saying like and i get it like i get it you can't answer everybody you can't respond to everybody and if shit i'm a small account and i sometimes get bogged down with with you know messages and likes and oh got to do this got to do that and i get you know caught up so if i get caught up with my little account i can't only imagine you know how many messages he's getting back and forth so um that's it that's all i got for today uh i'm coming back again to you guys on i'm recording on thursday thanksgiving shout out to all americans um and anybody else around the world that celebrates thanksgiving i am uh, ignorant on all the different countries that celebrate thanksgiving uh i'm sorry what do you want me to do i'm, I'm not a fucking historian here with my map out and having posting little turkey uh fucking stickers on all the map on who's celebrating thanksgiving but you know if you are happy thanksgiving to you and oh which reminds me, Thanksgiving. Uh, Chelsea's doing something online that Chelsea's doing something here in the United States that I think is super dope that people have been shitting on on Twitter. And that is Chelsea giving gifts to Americans uh, for Thanksgiving. Me personally, I think it's extremely dope. Extremely dope that Chelsea's going above and beyond what i would expect a club to do to show appreciation to their fans four thousand something miles away i'm one of the closer ones and i'm four thousand miles away let alone the people that are in california hawaii or whoever they may be spread out on amongst you know our country i'm not sure what other countries they're doing this with i just know my exposure is that they're doing it here in the states so I think it's super dope, man. I, I, I really think it's awesome. Bro, like, I've been... Uh, like Chelsea's not the only club or, you know, sport. Soccer's not the only sport that I follow. I follow football, American football. Uh, Miami Dolphins has been my club, my team, my entire life. My entire life. The first game I went to was in 1990 when I was seven years old. Seven years old? Seven years old? 1990? That would do it. Seven years old. Seven years old. I've been following loosely basketball. Uh, but the Miami Heat, I'm a fan of the Miami Heat. And I don't really do hockey and I really don't do baseball. But I've been a fan of the Miami Dolphins since I, I, all my life. And they have never given me, as somebody who lives... 15 minutes away from their stadium as somebody who grew up 20 minutes away from their practice facility I, you couldn't be closer to the Miami Dolphins geographically than I can I mean you could but relatively closer than I can than I've been and they haven't given me fucking nothing nothing in my 35 years of existence other than goddamn heartbreak not a mug not a cup not anything you want to go to this fan experience you want to go to that fan experience fuck you pay me you want to go to the games fuck you pay me you want to go hang out here fuck you pay me and for chelsea football club to send gifts out i think it's fucking dope even you know like even if it's just a mug or a, it's dope man that's awesome that's awesome i guarantee you i guarantee you nfl teams are not sending fans in the uk gifts i i will put money on it and if i'm wrong good luck collecting on the bet assholes but you know what I'm saying? Like, I guarantee you that that NFL teams, baseball teams, 
basketball teams, hockey teams are not sending their fans abroad gifts. They're not. That's not their demographic. The sport is not marketing-wise, business-wise. The sport is not, you know, growing. It's not significantly growing like that, you know, out of the country. They want to grow it. They want to expand their market. But teams are not sending gifts over there. They're not doing that. I mean, and... Let's just say I lived in London. I don't give two shits about a mug if I'm going to the games week in, week out. I don't give a shit about that. So, I don't know. It's my opinion that it's fucking awesome. It's absolutely awesome what the club is doing, and I support it. Even though I haven't been sent anything, haven't been contacted. Chelsea Football Club have zero idea I exist. But... I think it's awesome. I absolutely think it's awesome. Anyways, that's all I got for this episode of the podcast. Once again, if you're not following me on Twitter, All American CFC. If you're not following me on Instagram, it's All American Chelsea. Um, if you're not following Worldwide Chels on Twitter, I highly suggest that you do. Follow him on Instagram. Follow him across all social medias, uh, his YouTube channels. He's a good dude. He's a real good dude. Um, this week, I'm coming back again to you on Thursday. Before I was in the process of telling you this, before I went on my little rant. Um, I'm coming back. I'm recording on Thursday as of now with uh, the man Have Hope Football Hut. Uh we're going to break down the Tottenham game coming up on Saturday. And I have a big announcement. Um, I have somebody coming on in December, a former player of a team that we are going to be playing against. Um, and he's agreed to come on the podcast to do an interview to give us insight on what it's like to be a professional footballer um, in the modern day era. He uh, he recently just stopped playing, um, and he's agreed to come on the podcast. He's gonna give us insight. He's gonna break it down. He's gonna I'm gonna ask him questions on what it's like to actually feel uh, like what is it like to be a player walking out of that tunnel in across you know across England across the world as a professional footballer. And I can't wait. Like I'm so excited about it. Um, and I know you guys are gonna enjoy the interview. Uh, but that's it. That's all I got. I got to put on my boots and get out of here and go ball up some fools tonight. I'm going to do my best to score. Every single time I score a goal, I do my I, – I, I, it's just natural. I, I celebrate. I celebrate. Six on six, six v six. I fucking celebrate. I put my hands out to the side like Didier Drogba, and I go and I – oh, my God. I love it. I love it. Um, That's it. That's all I got. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you again. I'll talk with you guys again soon. I'm still learning how to talk even after 35 years. I'll talk to, get to you guys again soon. I love you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a great day. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. A challenge. I challenge my listeners, you guys that are listening to this podcast, I challenge you to, after you're done listening to this podcast, not try to make somebody smile. Try to make a random person smile. Say hello. How are you? That's it. Hello, how are you? A random person. Be nice to somebody. Just one person. If you want to go above and beyond further than that, go for it. Say, be nice to as many people as possible. But even if you're having the worst and you're the meanest and you're the shittiest person, try to be nice to one tomorrow whenever you're listening to this. Try to be nice to one person. All right? And we'll see what go what happens from there. All right, guys. I love you. Time to ball up some fools. I'll catch you guys soon. Big kiss. Mwah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I feel like the boy in the corner. Flick. Shout out this. Yeah. Get me. It's live. It's live. It's live. It's live.
It's live, oh, it's live, oh. Funky, funky, funky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting there. Test my aim, holes on the throw, shit on my name. Sorry if I ain't all smiles when you see me in the street. Oh, I got a lot of shit on my brain, a lot of pressure to maintain. But you don't wanna hear me complain about the pitfalls of fame. You wanna see me knuckle up or go against the grain? And frankly, I feel the same, so I'm bringing the pain. Fuck being restrained, these brothers are lame. Fuck being the same, my heart in my testicular vein. I'm ready for war. Everybody feels real till they lay dead on the floor. I've seen it before, I'm so easily bored. You should be checking out the women, what you freeing me for? If you don't wanna meet, you'll make a better settle your damn jaw. Smoke a lot of weed, but I'll go into damn for more. Maybe I'll settle that I'll settle my anger all out. My headspace, so I can elevate and get away from your dead face. And dead waste wanna be hard nuts and gangsters. I'm sick of these wankers. Knock me out or drop me out. Stab me, shoot it out, or shut your mouth. Don't know what you're talking about. You got a problem, sort it out. Can't tell her, just walk it out. Kill any ideas that you thought about. You don't wanna see your soul go walk about. Body on the floor, chalk it out. Close your spot. Please put a stop to that noise that you're squawking out. Another breather, go disrupt another geezer. Time is money and I'm tight like Ebenezer. I just wanna chill for real with all the trees are. Kill yourself, it'll I'm be just easier. Smoking on a big fat Yeah, 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 yeah